My daughter provided some anecdotes this morning as part of a chat on the way to school to my other daughter. Um, and, um, and as I listened to her giving these examples, which is what they were, of some things that happened in the past, uh, which illustrated a point she was trying to make, uh, it reminded me that one should, I think, be flexible in how one treats or listens to examples that people give against points they want to make. Uh, now, the, um, the thing that she was chatting about, my daughter, daughter number one, we'll call them number one and number two, uh, the thing she was talking about was hyperinflation in Germany after the war, of all things. You never know what kids are going to talk about. And um, she wanted to describe what hyperinflation was to her younger sister. And um, the examples she gave were, well, the first one was this. She said, look, there was this, um, there's this situation on one occasion where a man sold his house for 12 million marks. in Germany um, and he took that money in a wheelbarrow to a coffee shop and by the time he got to the coffee shop he discovered that he had enough money to buy only one coffee so he ordered that coffee uh, but he made a big mistake he didn't pay at the start yeah. He elected to pay for the coffee after he'd finished the coffee. And by the time he had finished his coffee, the price of the coffee was 50 million marks. And he didn't have enough money. I like that, you know. Um, and uh, another anecdote she gave, another example of um, hyperinflation that she gave uh, was um, that on a separate occasion, at about the same time, um, another man uh, uh, pulled out his life savings out of a bank and he bought a bus ticket and he took a tour around Berlin on this bus, one last hurrah, and, uh, and, it, and, and the bus ticket cost him his life savings and when he got back he died of starvation. Okay, so those were the two examples of hyperinflation that um, she used, my daughter, uh, for, um, to describe hyperinflation. I think they were really good in examples. Yeah. But they were satirical, obviously. In fact, they were so wildly off, you know, like, oh, maybe not that wildly off. I have seen pictures of people um, taking wheelbarrows down to shops to buy loaves of bread or whatever back in Germany um, after the war. But, you know, they were obviously fake. Um, but, it, uh, but did it matter that they were fake, you know? Was she giving fake news to my other daughter? I think not. You know, her examples were fake, um, uh, but they were better examples than any examples she could have come up with that were true. So sometimes when you're making a point, 
uh, a true point, uh, you don't have to give true examples to back up your point. Sometimes you can give fake examples and still make the point just as well or even better. And I do that a hell of a lot. You know, maybe my daughter's caught a little bit. And, you know, and this is why it's good not to be on social media, actually, um, because you get fact-checked. You know, my daughter, if she put all that up on the internet, she'd get fact-checked. You know, but... Um, the uh, the dominant purpose of uh, her chat with her younger sister was to make a point, not to give true examples. Um, the fact that the examples were fake were incidental, and and this happens a lot. I think. Uh, just give me a second. Just wanted to make sure my laptop's still in there. Um, I took a break. Uh, so, and I think this happens a lot, you know, so, and, and it doesn't have to be satirical, you know, for a wrong example to not matter. You know, be, look, in this case, my daughter gave examples, anecdotes, she presented them as anecdotes, you know, deadpan, I like that. You know, she, she told them, she told these stories as if they were true, um, with a lack of inflection in her voice, and I like that, because that emphasizes the point she wants to make, that's right. And um, now, so what can happen in life is you're making a point and, I, I, um, and you just pull some examples out of your ass. Well, it doesn't necessarily matter, you know. Um, uh, sometimes it does matter and sometimes it doesn't. And um, wisdom is knowing which is wh which, is which, you know. Um, but, uh, you know, sometimes you can give a wrong example, even honestly, you know, accidentally, and your point still stands, even if your examples are wrong, you know, and um, to a certain extent, um, well, what would you say, in intelligent conversation, not that I would know anything about intelligent conversation, you know, um, if you're making a point, um, it does, you know, for someone to pick you up, on um, uh, details of examples of uh, that you're making along the way, um, and um, and blowing those up to uh, claim that they smash your point. Well, sometimes they don't smash your point. Yeah, you know, sometimes they do. Yeah, you know, it depends. You know, you've got to, you need the wisdom to know which is which. Um, but um, not all that against. Um, fake examples, I'm, I'm rather against fake points, but I'm not against fake examples, especially when they are obviously uh, satirical or a joke, uh, as uh, my daughters were this morning. You know, and uh, the fact that she was giving fake examples, um, well, I couldn't be more proud. She off the old one. She does it a lot better than me. It was really good the way she did it. Delivered them, delivered fake news. She did, delivered fake examples as fact. And there was nothing wrong with that.